to Working Smarter, presented by Calabria, where we discuss contact center industry trends and best practices, as well as sharing success stories and pain points with some of the most innovative professionals in the industry. We're glad you're here joining us to learn and grow together in order to provide world-class customer service to each and every one of our clients. My name is Dave Hookstra, Product Evangelist for Calabrio, and my guest today is Kathy Sobis from Converge One. Kathy is the Senior Director of Customer Experience Strategy, which is a great title to be talking about what we want to kind of hit today, especially around the idea of employee engagement. You know, we talk a lot about uh, employee engagement, and I laugh because back when I first started in this industry, employee engagement meant you had a job, sit down, shut up, and take calls. But now, uh, employee engagement takes such a different approach. So, Kathy, it's really great to have you here. And so let me kind of ask just right off the bat, um, what do you do for Converge One? And, and tell us a little bit about Converge One and how you guys kind of help fulfill the destiny of contact centers and around employee engagement and customer experience. Thanks, Dave. It's great to be here with you today and joining your podcast. You know, when we think about employee engagement and we think about the customer's experience, happy customers come from happy agents. And so how we take care of the agents that we have, how we grow them in their uh, in their careers and just uh, make sure that we're doing the best job we can to keep happy, satisfied agents is something that we're doing and something that we really like with a portfolio we have available to us from Calabrio. You know, those employees are remote today, some of them, some of them are back in the office, and some of them have a mixture of both where they're in the office for a couple of days, but then home for the remainder of the week. So it's hard to engage with your employees when they're not there in front of you all the time, and you can't see them and and talk to them about what they're feeling and, and what their experience is with your organization. So we do. We we take this very seriously. I think next year is going to be the year of the agent uh, and talking about employees and how we keep happy employees uh, with our companies. Yeah, isn't it funny how does it not not necessarily just with contact centers, but any any customer service organization, right? Whether it be the fast food restaurant you 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 frequent on the way home from work, or you know a really nice high end, let's say a purse store or something along those lines, isn't it funny how you can almost immediately tell whether or not they take care of their employees uh, when you when you when you engage with them? Indeed, right? And I think that comes from the culture of the company and how they uh, how they take care of, like you say, their employees and how their employees take care of the customers that are coming through the doors as well. You know, we, we find this often when we're bumping around and we're, you know, buying our goods and services or someone comes to our door to provide us something in our own homes. Are they really engaged? Are they really excited about being there? And, and how does that translate into your experience? Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about, uh, first of all, before we get too deep into the the day to day here, um, tell us a little bit about Converge One and, uh, you know, what is the, what is the general idea of how Converge One helps uh, with this piece? And then maybe some specific things that, uh, that, that in your purview that you're working on to help really uh, turn that customer experience into a positive. 
Thank you. Converge One is a systems integrator. We work with a variety of different platforms, particularly in the customer experience space of which I'm a part. But we also have other practices here at Converge One for our customers. So we've got a cybersecurity practice, we have a data center practice, and we have a collaboration practice. Specific to customer experience and something that I've been studying for a long, long time, uh, the different vendors that we work with and the different elements that we talk about, what's important, what are the trends that we're seeing out there in the marketplace when we look at our customer base. It's a little different than when we look at the trends that are available to us from the different uh, analysts that are out there that are talking to everyone about what they're seeing. So sometimes they're similar, sometimes they're not. Uh, and uh, with regard to employees and employee engagement, thinking about how all of the different products and solutions that a contact center employee has to go through in order to take care of your customer. We have solutions in all of those various verticals. So whether it's routing, whether it's workforce engagement management, the great stuff that Calabrio does with us, or whether it's CRM systems with our Salesforce practice, those are the things that we care most deeply about in bringing together terrific solutions that help our clients shine in the area of customer experience. So one of the cooler things about being a systems integrator, right, if we can get a little nerdy with the term, uh, is that, you know, when you, when you are an SI, you work with multiple groups, multiple verticals, multiple different things, right? You're not kind of locked into this is the only thing that we work with. You you kind of get a chance to see a breadth of options across different things. And I'm interested to see, you know, is there uh, is there something you're seeing out in the marketplace that is really pointing towards great employee engagement process, right? We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the great resignation and quiet quitting and all that. But um, in, in preface to that, what kind of tools or what kind of things are you seeing out there that really focus on making sure that the, the employee is felt that, that they are treated appropriately and make them want to stay with an organization? Anything, any good yeah. examples? not only want to stay, but want to join an organization to yeah. begin with, right? So what's the great buzz that's going on out there regarding the company? And what is your face out there to the marketplace as you're trying to hire new people and retain those that you currently have? So uh, yes, lots of tools are available and lots of things that you may not have a thought about in the past, right? So if we take a look at the employee and specifically at the contact center agent, what are we asking them to do all day long? What does that really look like? And each customer is going to be different. Each client that we work with is going to be a little bit different as well. So I've walked into client environments where a contact center agent has to manipulate 12 to 14 screens mm -hmm. during the course of a day. Right. And sometimes the tasks are routine and mundane. They're copying and pasting from one thing to another, uh, all on behalf of the customer. So not only is that kind of a tough job to do all day long, every day, but it, it could be kind of boring, too. So is there a way that a systems integrator like us can streamline that process, present a single pane of glass to that agent so that they can handle that customer more expediently than they could in the past. We have other tools too that I'm sure Dave, you and I are gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about workforce engagement management, workforce management, shift 
bidding. Thinking about now people that are back to work and they have to nip and back to school and have to manage different schedules than they did perhaps during the summer. How are they doing that so that they can meet their needs of their children, their families, and doing it in a way that makes them feel like a valued employee instead of having to skulk around and ask, hey, can you switch with me, right? Uh, Putting that empowerment in their hands, I think is a very important thing to do. The other one uh, that I see that really sprouts up here is uh, automatic quality management and being able to look at all of the interactions that an employee is doing and not just piece parting them out and not looking at just a random sampling that's probably less than 5% of the work that they're doing. So that you're getting a true indicator as to how your employee is doing like traditionally we've been doing, but also how are they feeling? What are the sentiments around that? And, and taking that and changing up the coaching model a bit, I think is where our clients need to go, right? How do you coach people differently now than you did before? Well, absolutely. I, you know, I I think that's, it's so timely that the mode of uh, focus has now switched from agents, catching agents doing something wrong, or even looking at agents and, you know, even, even the good organizations were like, well, we're we're trying to find training opportunities and we're trying to find coaching opportunities. Right. And that, that is important, but the, the mode has now switched from the word agent to customer, right? It's now about how can we make the customer experience better through our agents, as opposed to how do we make our agents better? And it's so interesting, the, the the tools that are available today, I would have absolutely just been a kid in a candy store back in the <laughs> early 2000s if I had access to some of these tools that I could have uh, analyzed what not the not just the customers, but the agents are saying and really being able to find those trends and things like that. And those are so important, but putting it back into the lens of employee engagement. I mean, it was so frustrating back in the day to be, to, to just feel like the tools didn't service what the idea of what we're trying to do. And so that leads to kind of the next piece is, you know, we started with the great resignation, then we changed our mind, right? It's not the great resignation, it's the great reshuffling, right? And so it's not people just leaving, they're, they're being moved on to this place that that shows better and, and these tools. And we're starting to really see organizations with titles like you have, right? Customer experience strategy or you know, even uh, I, I spoke with an organization like yesterday that has uh, an employee engagement strategist, right? They're, they're somebody whose job it is to make sure that the employees are engaged. That's, that's rare. You don't find that too often, but we're starting to see those things. But the newest term, the newest and latest greatest is quiet quitting, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how familiar are you? With, explain to us what quiet yeah. quitting is <laughs> and, and where that comes from. Quiet quitting and now even quiet firing, which I don't want to go yes. there today. No, right? it happens. But, it but happens. It's happening, right? And it's a real problem. You know, in July of this year, resignation rates jumped from anywhere from 30 to 100%, according to the Boston Consulting Group. And that's, to me, that's like no surprise, right? There's tons of volume coming in. We're asking people to do more and more all the time. Customers are a bit stressed out. There's long wait times out there and uh, not the ability for for a customer to self-serve perhaps 
the way they wanted to. So it's no surprise to me that customers, you know, when that five o'clock bell rings, they're going to disengage or they might even be disengaging during the day. You know, last week I was out uh, talking to a group of people, an industry event, and I just said, just around the room, just nod. You don't have to raise your hand. How many of you know somebody that has quietly quit? And everyone in the room nodded their head, everyone. Now, I didn't go on to say, are you one of those? I really kind of wanted to ask that (laughs) question, but I didn't ask that question. I said, I said to them, how many, how many employees do you not know that have quietly quit? Mm-hmm. How many are, are there out there that are just not engaging in the work that we'd like them to do? And then on behalf of the customer, you know, working to their optimum all the time, every day, right? And, and you know, if I added on to that, NBC found that 75% of the people think customer service has gotten worse over the last couple of years. Well, that's not good. And so when you couple on quiet quitting with the experiences that we're having out there, the numbers are just staggering, right? Right. And I was Go I was going to say, uh, you know, Calabrio just released uh, our state of the context center report for 2022, and one of the and this is I'm I'm such a bad podcast host because I don't know this off the top of my head. I should have this in front of me, but I don't. But the the actual number is something like 83 percent of contact center managers think that they are delivering the appropriate customer experience, but it from the customer's perspective, it's only. Th- 30 some odd percent. I mean, that's Ooh. a huge discrepancy between yeah. the two the two um, audiences. And we at Calabrio and 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 working with Converge One, we we talk a lot about the term brand guardian. Uh, mm-hmm. how do we how do we turn these these customer experience advocates, our agents, the people who are working the front lines, how do we turn them into being these guardians of our brand to make sure that we're we're putting that out in front? And I know that you just uh, you, you just collaborated with us on a, on a blog post, right? That's available at collaborio.com if you want to check I that did. out. Um, yeah. That talks about this idea of creating and supporting those brand guardians and it goes directly along with what we're what we're kind of talking about now so um what 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 are some of the key findings maybe that that uh, that that the blog talks about yeah so let's let's start by first of all i love the term congratulations to you guys right for coming up with brand guardian and and if you just think about the language of of that terminology and what it means this these are your frontline workers Right. These are the people that are face to face with your customer. They are absolutely your brand ambassador. And that's where your relationship is with your customer. And so and we all know, you know, one bad interaction can have viral implications, not only for the customer, but also for the agent. So the brand is going to suffer as a result of that. I like to think of this as coupling in with the the quiet quitting piece. And if half of the workforce, which a recent Gallup poll showed, half of the workforce is quiet quitting right now. So they're not going above and beyond. We got a real problem out here, right? We better take a good hard look at this and see how this affects us. And so um, the the blog, and, and thank you, I'm really glad that I was able to work on that and collaborate with you. But the blog really talks to what this 
issue is and starts to give you ways of thinking about taking care of it differently than what you are today. Mentions a couple of the products and solutions that you all, that Calabrio has. And, but I think a lot of this is cultural. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is putting not only the customer at the center of everything you do, but your brand ambassador, or your brand guardian at the center of everything you do. And if you start to think about them that way, you've got the ability then to think differently about how you work with them, how you empower them, and how you engage with them so that they stay with your company and they're not quietly quitting around you. Yeah, the concept... The concept of creating a brand guardian is actually kind of easy, right? When you think about it, it's what what we've noticed and probably you have noticed as well is that organizations have to commit to it. And that's usually the hard part is how do you commit to a long-term strategy to help these frontline uh, advocates turn into brand guardians, right? That's the thing, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in sales and I honestly believe that if I truly love a product, I can sell it. But most of these people that are working for these organizations, do they truly believe that this brand that they're supposed to be defending is worth defending? And when you can't get a day off to save your life, when there's 35 calls in queue the entire time you work, uh, you know, every, like you said, I have 14 screens to deal with and I have to copy paste 35 things in every call mm-hmm. to get it from here to here. At the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not really feeling super energized to defend this brand. So these tools that are available to a lot of these organizations it kind of seems like most of the time the problem is not that they don't want to do this, it's that they're just not committing to that. Was is that something you you would you agree with? Yeah, I completely agree. They're they're disengaged, right? So they're apathetic at best. They they don't care one way or another. They don't hate your brand, but they don't love it either. They're just showing up, doing a job and then leaving for the day and not giving it any more thought. And that affects the people around them and it certainly affects your customers as well. That comes through. I saw this really great thread on the internet. Maybe you've heard of it. (laughs) Uh, The internet uh, that it it was a question that was proposed to people who used to work in the food service industry, especially waiters Mm -hmm. and waitresses, right? And the question was, um, what did you do to increase the size of your tips, right? What are the things that you that you discovered over the course of time that you worked? And one of the very, very recurring themes in that is I got better tips when something was messed up and I fixed it as opposed mm. to just it being right the first time, right? If I was able to go mm. out and and con- and you know, not like they're messing things up on purpose, although I'm sure it happened, but it was, I got a, a better tip when when the, the food was wrong and I corrected it or, you know, the drink needed to be, and I apologized and came back. And, and it's such a microcosm of what we deal with, with this brain guardian type of idea is you're never going to be able to keep everybody happy all the time. But if you, um, you know, there's that key word that keeps coming up when we talk about this, when you empower people to mm-hmm. right the wrongs, you create um, you create these loyal people of, of your brand. And then it's the same thing with your agents, with your people, right? You're not going to be able to always give them 
everything that they ever want. You're not going to be able to give them that raise at the right time. You're not going to be able to give them the day off. But when you come back and you 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 make things right, that's what really creates these these loyal brand guardians. And I think that's a big part of what we like to talk about here at Calabrio and and work with uh, with the team at Converge One is. What tools are out there? Did you, is there anything specific that you saw? Like uh, what, you know, when you have a customer that, you know, is maybe interested in kind of re, in, re-engaging this and, and working towards, what are some of the specific things that you might see out there that they could do to, uh, to kind of create these, these loyal brand guardians? Yeah, we're talking, we're talking to a lot of clients about different things, right? Uh, how to enhance their self-service today is one of the things that we're working toward. And we have lots of clients out there that have open recs out there to, uh, to hire people and they can't get them filled. There aren't enough people that are interested in working for that company to fill those recs. Well, that's, a, that's an issue. And I don't think that that's you know, specific to one customer or one vertical or one industry, that's systemic throughout our environment that we're faced with. So how do we get these folks re-engaged and how do we get them happy? And empowerment is one of the ways to do it, but also culturally allowing them to see what impact they have on the rest of the business, I think is very important, right? If you're in a large corporation and you feel like you're lost in the shuffle as an employee and you don't really know the value that you bring to that organization, then you might have more of a propensity to disengage. And how do you find out those things are through analytics, as well, mm-hmm. right? So we, we talked about workforce management tools that empower agents. We talked about, uh, you know, assessing all of the work that they do on an even par throughout the day, week, month, year, uh, you know, as an empowerment tool and shifting a little bit more around how you evaluate and instead of evaluating them, actually coaching them, actually making them feel like they're important as an employee and helping them do do better uh, and then gauging how it's going. So the analytics piece of the interaction uh, helps with that. It helps with resolution too. And there's another important characteristic. It's not just the agents, it's their supervisors. How are the supervisors doing through this whole process too? Do they feel empowered? Do they, what do their teams look like? If you have a team of superstars, take a look at their supervisor and see how that supervisor's working with that team, right? If you have a team of people that aren't, uh, you know, doing things the way they need to do uh, or work through that, then how do you shift that, right? How do you shift that out uh, and help coach the supervisors too? Yeah. So coaching to be a brand ambassador is something I think we need to explore a little bit more fully um, and a brand guardian and uh, helping the supervisors and agents in that area. Well, that's that's the feedback we get so often and questions from you know, prospective customers and just people that we meet out on a day-to-day basis is, I just don't know. I just don't know what to, what to focus on. Right. It's, you know, old, old school contact center uh, approach is you look at the objective numbers, right? You look at your service level, you look at your average speed of answer, you look at NPS, you look at, you know, handle time, handle and, time, uh, right. after call work, right? Those, <laughs> right. those really fun terms that I, I mean, basically made my entire career, but things have changed sure. so much from back then because now 
you know, the, the, the average organization only really pays attention to at best 2% of their interactions. Right. And at so best. I, at right. best. I mean, and I, I went through an exercise a couple of weeks ago with a group of people and I said, let's do the math and not one person topped 1%. If they, when, wow. you, when you, you know, the, the entire room of people, nobody, nobody got over 1% of their interactions being monitored. And when you spend some time thinking about how little we actually know about what's truly going on um, mm-hmm. and then how that information can be spread beyond just the contact center as beneficial, right? When we talk about marketing departments, we talk about sales, we talk about customer experience as a whole, right? That that trickles down, right? That trickles down to the agent themselves and and how if we can provide them with the right information. I, I, I like to tell the story of when I was an agent and um, I, it was burned into my head. We were only allowed to give a credit of up to $35. Now this was in 1997 too. So <laughs> right. $35 right. was, 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 and, and anything more than that, we had to go to our supervisor and I'll give you one guess what my success rate was of going to my supervisor and getting a credit of more than $35. It was a hundred percent, right? Every sure. single time I went there. And so it was like, you can, you can understand the argument, but what we never had access to was why are we giving those credits? We could look at how mm-hmm. many we would and what agents gave mm-hmm. the most, but nobody ever understood why. Now we can understand why. We can understand the what's being said that leads to those credits, what phrases, what, in, what terms are being used. And that's then we can turn around and we can we can provide specific coaching to these agents. We can provide even what the yeah even what the customer is asking for, mm-hmm. right? Specifically, if they were at if your ceiling was thirty five and they were saying, "Can you just do forty?" Right? Yeah. You know that could have changed the entire game for you. I right? mean, you know, and we're talking potential hundreds of thousands of dollars, even in nineteen ninety seven, for this to for mm-hmm. this to work, and so. When, when we talk about the, the idea of brand guardians, this is what I love getting into this discussion is because there's, there's so much low-hanging fruit out there. <laughs> it is ridiculous. It really is. If you are listening mm-hmm. to this and your organization does not use some form of analytics to understand what's happening out there, you are missing out on so much information that you would be just shocked to, to get your hands on. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. Right. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun that you mentioned that. Right. A couple couple of thoughts you just uh, clicked off for me. One, I have a customer that we're running analytics with today and they were trying to figure out when their customers would defect. Like what what was prompting them to leave or churn? And there's a phrase that came up. It was called you guys. You guys. When you guys, <laughs> if you guys, right, and so on. And this is not a New clear, York company, enough, right? It's not a New York company because it, New, it would have been used. It would have been used guys. <laughs> used guys, yeah. right? Or if it was Philadelphia, it would have been D's guys, these right? guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, not at all. But you know, just hearing a phrase like that and knowing and understanding. You, you can train differently. Mm-hmm. You can empower differently. You can change the game here for your frontline salespeople, frontline people, whether they're salespeople or service people, and how that whole interaction happens and whether or not you have a happy employee and a happy customer too. The other thing was on uh, one company I did work with, this was many years ago, they, they had every employee 
do service observing and monitoring. Mm -hmm. Every employee in the entire organization from the CEO on down spent X amount of hours a month service observing and evaluating. Now, to me, that's incredible because there's definitely a sensitivity to what customers are saying then and what, and what agents are saying. And, and it just brought it in to being more customer focused than they would have been had they not done that. Well, right? and service observing is a very, very powerful tool. And, and I think it's more powerful for the management as opposed to the content of what's being said, because it's funny the reason a lot of organizations have people service observe is so they can catch the things that they're that they're missing, right? When mm-hmm. somebody, let's say the uh, the manager of the distribution center, when the manager of the distribution center listens to some calls, they're going to catch some things. You go, whoa, that's not right at all. We need to fix this, right? And and you're like, okay, great, we caught something that that is yeah. And if the manager of if the marketing director listens to a few calls and goes, wow, I did not know that that's the approach. That, that that's what analytics is designed to do. It's it's designed to right. do beyond what that is. And so I know I know we're supposed to be talking about brand guardians here, right? Uh, that's <laughs> but but this this all for those of you that are listening to this, this is this is what it all wraps around to is imagine the amazing experiences that your frontline workers can provide to your customers when they're empowered with the knowledge that can be delivered through these uh, pretty amazing tools. And yeah, you mentioned, I, I, like, I always like to go back, WFM has always been my life and passion, right? We can go back to some of the amazing self-scheduling tools, the shift bidding tools, the, mm-hmm. the ability for to match schedules along with work-life balance and provide those things and, not, and save you a little bit of money, by the way. But, right, um, right. <laughs> but uh, these are all these things that when, when we talk about retaining employees, this is one of the... This is one of the key parts of the algorithm, right? We can talk about, you know, you got to give them a good boss. You got to give them a good schedule. You got to pay them appropriately. Mm-hmm. You got to be smart when it comes to benefits and, and, and those kind of things. But another huge key part of the algorithm is providing them with the knowledge to do their job better. There's something yes. inherently rewarding about being really good at your job and really feeling like, like I got this, like this is, this is what's amazing. And that's what a lot of these tools can really point to. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Great. Well, that's fantastic. So we, we kind of went on a little bit of a rant there, but that's okay. That's what this is all about, right? It's free form discussion. But uh, this Absolutely. has been a lot of fun. I What I want to do is kind of give you the, the podium here. Uh, any last words of wisdom kind of regarding the idea of employee engagement or what we can potentially do? If you had a captive audience, which you do now, what, what's something that you would say to them to really reinforce what we've talked about today? Yeah, I would I would first start off by saying take this quiet quitting notion seriously. And it's probably been out there for a long time, but it's been given a voice now. So people are saying to themselves, employees are saying, well, okay, how many quiet quitters are around and I'm am I one of them or do I want to be one of them because I'm working really hard here yet my coworker is not working as hard as I am. Mm-hmm. And and it's not a working hard thing. It's a working better uh, conundrum that I think we're facing. And so, so how do you do that when you're trying to protect your brand, that you want to create a brand guardian in your contact center? You want many brand guardians for everyone that 
comes into contact with a customer of yours. And so culturally, what can you do and what are the tools that you can use in order to help facilitate that? Right. And so if you think that you want to shift the culture a little bit and be one that's a little kinder and gentler and not so much about what's my average handle time and did I meet my service level, as opposed to how's my employee doing today and are they engaged in their work and are they successfully fulfilling on those obligations on behalf of the company? That shifts things, right? It does. It It does. So if you were if you were someone that maybe was a little worried about this and just getting started in your journey, what are some things that you might look at to gauge uh, whether someone is quietly quitting or not? Any thoughts on that? Definitely. First of all, I would I would advocate working with companies like Converge One and Calabrio here to think about the solutions that are available to you that can help get you along a path, right? Tools are only going to get you just so far, however. But start thinking of the tools that will make the agent's lives a little bit easier than they are today. Self-service tools, knowledge-based tools, workforce management, analytics, uh, you know, automated quality management, those tools are going to help you help show you where you might need to improve or where you could improve and provide you a little bit of low hanging fruit, as we would call it, right, Uh, in order to get along that path. But I I would definitely think about taking taking the notion of quiet quitting seriously and see how that might help you. All right. Well, that's fantastic. And it's been so great discussing things, uh, you know, how we can make sure the the term brand guardians, I get I get overly geeky about it because it really does. It's what we do. It's what we do on a daily basis. What we do on a weekly basis is try to really empower these organizations to have this. And so hopefully for those of you out there who are maybe just starting your journey on looking at uh, your employee engagement, we'd, we'd be happy to talk to you. Um, please check out the, the blog post on Calabria.com. It's titled, How, Does, uh, How to Create and Support Brand Guardians in Your Contact Center. It's uh, in uh, conjunction with uh, Kathy at Converge One. And uh, we are so excited and glad you were able to join us today. Really do appreciate it. Um, just to make sure that everybody knows out there that uh, Calabrio and Converge One are willing and able to support any any kind of questions you have. We love to talk about this stuff, so please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Kathy, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It was great being with you today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, we will make sure to post all the appropriate links in the in the podcast description so that everybody can read and enjoy the, the blog post and make sure to uh, visit Converge One. But uh, thanks again uh, for those of you that are listening. It always warms my heart to know you spent a little bit of time with us today. So from Calabrio and Working Smarter, my name is Dave Hookstra. Our guest today was Kathy Sobis from uh, Converge One. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week, and we will see you uh, on the next episode of Working Smarter. Thanks, everybody.